0: Well, we know that Nick Smith is officially coming back and he definitely deserves a huge thank you from Razorback fans when he does. You are Locked On Razorbacks, your daily podcast on the Arkansas Razorbacks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And Welcome into the Locked On Razorbacks podcast. I'm your host, John Neighbors. I'm also the host of Out of Bounds. You can catch you every weekday afternoon from 1 to 4 on 1037 the Buzz and 1037thebuzz.com. This episode is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, the official sportsbook of Locked On. Make every moment more. Visit fanduel.com slash locked on today to get started. Hope everybody's having a wonderful Friday. Right into the weekend we go. we we'll things going on, especially with the Super Bowl and everything, but we know on Razorback land, there's a lot of news that we need to get into and uh, really discuss in depth. And I think with basketball, especially against Mississippi State tomorrow, five o'clock at Bud Walton Arena, there's a lot of excitement in the air. Not only because of the fact that Arkansas is winning <laughs> once again, you know, they they started off one and five in conference play, and now they're sitting at six and five. So you're thinking about a team that has won five straight games in SEC play. One of those, a couple of those actually, being against NCAA tournament caliber teams, I believe, with Texas A&M, as well as Kentucky, Kentucky on the road. So there's reasons to be excited, but also because of Nick Smith. Let's just be honest about it. People are excited, rightfully so, about Nick Smith. And we did a whole podcast yesterday talking about Nick Smith and the type of game that he'll be able to add and the type of thing that he'll be able to do once he actually gets onto the court, all of those things. And it was amazing to see the responses by so many Razorback fans where they're all excited, but there's some people that are still, you know, talking about chemistry, talking about concerns. Oh, I'll believe it when I see it. And all right, whatever, do what you want to do. Talk, like, have the feelings and opinions that you want to have. That's fine. I'm not going to stop you from doing that. But the one thing though, I started thinking about is with Nick Smith and when he does return to Arkansas. And when, He does get back on that court, and we'll just say, because, again, it looks like everything's leaning towards him returning against Mississippi State this weekend. If he does, then we will know that it's real. You know, like this isn't something that he's just going to be on the bench teasing everybody. We know it's real and that they're going to start putting him into the mix and putting him in the rotation. And I mentioned, I think, yesterday, too, that once he checks into the game, because I don't think he'll start, but once he checks into the game, there's going to be a resounding ovation for him, and rightfully so. Rightfully so. But going back to the point of Nick Smith and why he deserves a thank you, uh, a huge thank you for when he does return. Think about him as a player coming out of high school. I mean, he was here from the state of Arkansas. He went to different places. He had high level success. A lot of people had him as the number one player coming out of high school. And Arkansas was able to sign him alongside a couple of other McDonald's All Americans. Like the hype was at an all time high. And some people would even say and argue that he is the highest prospect that Arkansas has ever signed ever in basketball history, at least in the modern era for sure. And you've had some really good players come through Arkansas, but just over the past 30 years or so, it's Nick Smith, like he's the highest rated one. You know, Corliss would probably be there in the mix too, but still there was a lot of expectation for what he had in coming in. He goes over to Europe and overseas and starts playing there a little bit. You get to see a little bit of him. And then he comes into the fold, but then he's dealing with this injury that keeps you know, kind of going back and forth. And you get to see him in some games uh, in the non-conference where it really shows out. That game that Arkansas played against Oklahoma and Tulsa, he had a phenomenal game. It was hitting threes and being a real big problem. So like we know what he's capable of. And he talked to you again yesterday about the impact that he'll have just being on the court itself. But when he went out for the injury – And didn't even get to play an SEC play up until this point. Given the type of player that he is and the type of caliber player that he is and the people that he's been dealing with and, you know, clutch sports being involved and knowing that he is going to be a lottery pick in the NBA draft, all of those things, all of those factors, it could have been extremely easy for Nick Smith to just say, I'm not coming back. I'm moving on. You know, it could have been so easy for him to do that. And You know what would have been even easier is for him when he was coming out of high school to just go to the G League or sit out a year or go to some other college. He could have easily done that too, but he didn't. So you're talking about a kid that not only came to the University of Arkansas, his in-state school, but also after suffering an injury and being out for an extended period of time, decides to come back and play decides to come back in the middle of conference play after dealing with this injury and rehabbing it and play again. You can't tell me that that's not something that is extremely, extremely great to see when it comes to this day and age in college sports, college athletics, high school kids, kids that are about to go to the pros no matter the sport, NFL, NBA, MLB, whatever it is. But to see somebody like that where it could have just been so easy for him to say, no, I'm not risking anything. I'm not trying to do anything like that. I'm I'm just going to just move on. I'm just going to focus on going to the pros, go to the G League, or when I get hurt, I'm just not going to play again and I'll just get ready for the NBA combine. It would have been so easy for him to do that. And if he did that, there would be people that would be upset and irate. There would be, there'd be people that would understand, but there'd be people that would be upset by that. So that would have been probably the thing a lot of kids would have done because we've seen it happen before in college. We've seen it happen, but not with Nick Smith. He wanted to come back. He wanted to play for Arkansas. He wanted to wear that Razorback jersey out there like that means something to him. And you can't say that about every player that's out there in college basketball or in college sports in general. I think that deserves a lot of praise and a lot of credit and a lot of respect. And given also the circumstances of how much talk there was behind the scenes and also publicly via social media, whatever it may have been, there was a lot going on where you had people saying he was a diva. You had people saying that he was not going to come back. He doesn't want to come back. Y'all are crazy. If he's going to come back on this podcast alone, Anytime that Nick Smith got brought up, I had people in the comments and people on social media were like, he's not coming back. Get over it. Just, you know, move on. And which I thought was so dumb. Like, where did people just they just were getting, I don't know, I guess they were listening to the wrong people. They're listening to people that didn't matter or didn't know. And so there was always this pressure. And then when you started hearing about oh, he's not coming back, then that added a little bit more animosity from people being like, Well, we don't want him anyway. All right, fine. You don't want to be raised back. Go on. Just go, go to your, go do your pro stuff. Go sit out there in in LA in California, instead of hanging out here, we don't, we don't want you. There were some people that were like that. Not all, but some. And Nick Smith saw all of that. He saw what people were talking about. He saw what people were tweeting about and tweeting at him about. He saw it. And he would address it personally on social media. We saw a few tweets that he would put out. He's like, Y'all don't under- understand. Keep that same energy. Y'all don't understand. I want to come back. But it, people didn't buy it. They didn't buy it. Even though he said it, even though his family said it, even though Musk said it, everybody was saying it. Did not matter because some people were just so set in their ways that, like, he's not coming back. See ya. We don't want anything to do with you. But now that he has, Now that he is coming back, went a little quiet for those people. Went a little quiet for them. Because now, whatever people that they were listening to or with those message boards or whatever, they're starting to see that they were wrong and that he is actually coming back. So, It's a thing to where given the circumstances of what Nick Smith heard and what he saw people saying, which again, I know it's not most of the fans, it's social media. You got a bunch of idiots out there that like the very vast, 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 vast minority of people that are taking issue with Nick Smith so much to tweet at him about stuff are just the just so small of a percentage, but they're very loud about it. And so Nick Smith seeing all those things and seeing that post on social media and all that could have easily said, all right. Double birds to all of y'all, I'm out. If that's the way you feel, I'm out and I'm not going to play. He could have easily done that too, but he's not. So this is where we'll see what the rest of the season holds. We'll see what type of player he ends up being in Arkansas. We'll see what ends up happening with the team in general. It's a lot of questions, a lot of mystery. But I am going to say it right here, right now. If Nick Smith comes back to the team, And the team not only continues to improve and continue to win, but they finish strong to the regular season. They have a good showing in the SEC tournament. And then when they get back to the NCAA tournament, if they're able to really make some noise, and what I'm talking about making some noise, making at least Sweet 16, maybe an Elite Eight, maybe even a Final Four. Let's just say that they they get to Houston. Get to the Final Four. Okay? Take that next step. If they do that, again, it's a big if, but if they do that, then Nick Smith needs to be remembered as one of the great Razorbacks, as one of the great stories that you will have and ever hear about when it comes to Razorback athletics. Because we know that we always love the in-state kids. We love the out-of-state kids that are Razorbacks too, but something special about the in-state kids, the Corlisses, The the Bobby Portis's, the Darren McFadden's, you know, there's something special about those guys. And that's fine. Nick Smith is one of those guys. And for him to do what he did, to go through what he went through, to hear all the things that he heard, to see all the things that he saw, to still put in the work and rehab and get better and get ready and be able to return at a crucial part of the college basketball season for the Razorbacks, for him to do that, taking the more difficult path rather than the easy way out, that is something that he needs to be remembered and respected for and cherished for, especially if Arkansas has a great year, regardless if they have a great ending to the season or regardless of if they go to the Final Four, whatever it is, he still needs to be remembered for that and respect it for that. So just keep that in mind folks. I'm not saying that you know people were wrong to be questioning things because when you don't know, when you're not hearing enough, sometimes you get questions. Well sometimes you want answers and you're not getting any so you start to speculate. It's human nature. It's what we do all the time. I do that all the time too on this podcast. It happens. But just really give the credit where it's due to Nick Smith. He's coming back and he didn't have to. That's a lot. That's a lot. And, again, I hope I hope he has a great year. hope he, Arkansas has a great finish. And, again, if he goes to the Final Four, and I'm not even uh, embarrassed to say this, if they find a way to go to the Final Four or something like that, or at least even the Elite Eight, just get gets to the second week, I think it would be big. But if they found a way to get to the Final Four or something like that, he'll be one of the most memorable Razorbacks in my lifetime. And he deserves that, too. We'll talk about some, unfortunately, some bad news dealing with the Razorback baseball team on the other side of the break. But, folks, this year, the only app that you need at your Super Bowl party is FanDuel, Arkansas's number one sports book. We're really excited about our new sports betting partner, Locked for Locked On, because they are the number one sports book in all of America. It's FanDuel. And if you're new to FanDuel, that's even better. That's why they have so many great features to make sports fun and easy. You can download FanDuel right now, and you can bet Super Bowl 57 with a no sweat first bet and get up to $3,000 back in bonus bets. If your first bet doesn't win. FanDuel also allows you to bet on everything like the money line, the point spreads, even to who will score a touchdown. And the best thing about the app is that it's safe, secure, and super easy to use. Best of all, you get paid for your winnings instantly. No wait instantly. So join FanDuel today at FanDuel.com slash locked on to claim your no sweat first bet on Super Bowl 57. That's FanDuel.com slash locked on. Make every moment with FanDuel official sports book partner of the NFL just a little more. You are locked on Razorbacks, your daily podcast on the Arkansas Razorbacks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. All right, so continuing on with the Locked On Razorbacks podcast, this is something that I did not want to uh, I did not want to talk about, but it is something that's important. Razorback baseball, we know is starting up next week. And it's another going to be another big year for Arkansas. A lot of talent on this roster. Made it to the World Series last year, and they were looking to hopefully take that next step to not only get back to the World Series, but win a championship, because that's really all that's left for this Razorback baseball program to do. And they ended up having quite a blow to their team, and especially to their pitching announced yesterday that Arkansas right-handed pitcher Jackson Wiggins will be missing the 2023 season with an elbow injury that is going to require Tommy John surgery. It, this sucks, man. It sucks. He was a guy that was uh, projected to be the ace Friday night starter for Arkansas. Uh, he was a guy that had really worked hard in the off season, uh to get to this point, but man, it, it, he's like, he's one of the guys that was projected to be really high in the MLB draft. And so he had some soreness apparently last week, when it came to uh, scrimmaging and everything. And then an MRI revealed that he had a torn UCL. So then uh, he, was, uh, he was determined that he had to have surgery. And apparently the surgery will be performed by Texas Rangers team physician, Keith Meister, at a date to be determined. Dave Van Horn said, we feel bad for Jackson. He worked incredibly hard over the offseason and was prepared to lead our rotation. While we are certainly disappointed that he won't be able to see the results of his hard work on the mound this season, our priority is his health and his recovery. Uh, let's see. He also had, uh, projections to be pretty high. I think, uh, d1baseball.com has had him as their 41st overall projection or overall, uh, prospect. And yeah, it's just, mm, I hate that. He appeared in 34 games, 19 starts during freshman, sophomore seasons was nine and four with a 6.17 ERA and 89 innings had 110 strikeouts and 57 walks. So I just hate this, man. I hate it for him and I hate it for, for everybody. And I hate it for the baseball team, especially considering last year you had Peyton Paulette get uh, taken out early in the season with with an injury where he was supposed to be the ace. And uh, Arkansas was able to get some guys in there. Connor Nolan did a really good job, and they got back to Omaha. But it was always one of those things to where it's like, man, if they would have had Paulette fully healthy all year long, maybe that could have been the difference, you know, in some of those games, especially in the World Series. Maybe that could have been what Arkansas needed the most. Uh, but that's not what happened. And now this year, it, it's going to be, it's going to be something to where I'm sure it's going to be talked about a lot. Now, luckily for Arkansas, and this is something that Dave Van Horn alluded to, that they have the deepest rotation that they've had in pitching in a while. Like as far as depth goes, it's one of the deepest pitching staffs that he's had, and one that he definitely feels really confident in. So you do have plenty of guys and plenty of options that'll be able to step up that are high quality dudes, but. Let's be honest, you can't sit there and just say, Well, we lost our ace, everything's gonna be hunky dory, and it's gonna pick up right where it left off. Like that's just not the case, no matter what it is, no matter what team you are. You can have some good players, but if you're if you miss your your best guy and your number one dude, it's hard to really have that confidence that everything's gonna pick up right where it left off. Now, that's not to say that Arkansas still can't be a great team this year can't go to the World Series this year, and can't win at all because they have that much talent. There's that much talent on this team. There's not much talent in the SEC. And I think Arkansas was actually projected to finish third in the SEC West this year behind LSU and A&M, which, geez, everybody's hyping up LSU, which without a doubt will mean that they won't win at all because that's usually how it goes. But still, it's just something to where baseball fans, Razorback baseball fans just just not want to see. And I can understand, too, why Razorback fans feel very cursed at this point, especially with injuries. Like, you think about it. In football, you had Jalen Catalan get out for the season. One of your best players, without a doubt, your best defensive player, out for the season. Basketball, Trevin Brazil, one of your best players, and then adding in Nick Smith, luckily he's coming back, but still, Trevin Brazil, one of your most athletic and matchup nightmare-type players, out for the season with an injury, and now you have Jackson Wiggins out for the season with an, with an injury. Injuries happen. It's It's part of sports. It's part of... Football, basketball, baseball, like it happens. But man, this has just been brutal. It has been brutal. Where in three of the major sports, you've lost three major components to the team's success. And again, I know baseball season hasn't even started yet. So it's hard to know exactly what impact it will have. But that's like the one position, you don't want to lose anybody, but that's like the one position you really don't want to lose. Like might be the most important position on the field. Your ace starter to set the tone for every single series. You know, and if you don't agree with that or you don't think, like, just think how big it was, you know, having a guy like Blaine Knight. Blaine Knight went undefeated as a Friday night starter and how great that year was. You know, like Arkansas getting those, if they, if you get that Friday night win, regardless where you're at, I mean, you're all like, odds are you're going to win the series. Not every time, but it gives you just a great, great start and setting the tone and puts the pressure on the other team. So, uh, we'll see who steps up. We'll see who ends up being the the guys that uh, end up being a part of it. Uh, Hagen Smith, I think, will probably be in the in the uh, consideration. Uh, I know they got other guys too. So, but I trust Dave Van Horn. I trust Matt Hobbs. I trust all those guys to put it together. But it just sucks. Again, it sucks for. Him, I feel for him. So, wishing uh, the best of recovery there for Jackson Wiggins. Hopefully, he ends up uh, going through surgery all right and recovering well. And can get ready for the, the majors and uh, making that next step too, because I know that's his ultimate goal. So still going to be a great season nonetheless, but hate to see that for him and this Razorback baseball team. We'll uh, talk a little bit about the conference and the SEC and some big news going on with the conference itself coming up next on the locked on Razorbacks podcast. You are locked on Razorbacks. Your daily podcast on the Arkansas Razorbacks, part of the locked on podcast network. Your team every day. All right, so final segment here on the Locked on Razorbacks podcast. Um, you know, we did this like literally earlier this week, and it's so funny how news can just change on a dime. Because that's exactly what happened here to, uh, to the uh, SEC with Texas and Oklahoma joining the conference. It was talked about earlier this week. and don't think it was being reported that, hey, the talks had slowed down. Nothing's happening. They're not going to join the conference in 2024. It's going to have to be 2025. That was the report. Well, yesterday, just like that, it all changed. Texas and Oklahoma are officially going to be joining the SEC in 2024. So they will be joining a year early. We're going to go through this football season, uh, this upcoming football season in the 2023-2024 seasons of you know fall and spring. But then you're going to have – Texas and Oklahoma as part of the SEC that next year, which is going to be fascinating because it looks like it's going to be uh, scheduling where you have nine SEC games. That seems to be what everybody is for. So that'll be added in. And you're also going to have the playoff expansion starting that year in 2024. So there's a lot of things that are going to be happening in 2024. That's going to be pretty wild, but I'm going to be curious to see how it all plays out. Uh, for them, and it says uh, Texas and Oklahoma will leave behind the fifty million dollars each school would have received over the next two seasons under the Big Twelve media's contract, so that way they can do their buyout. Whew, that's a lot of money, but it looks like that uh, the agreement will still uh, st- still must be approved by Texas and Oklahoma Board of Regents, but they're going to approve it, no doubt. And then uh, also one of the best things about the SEC, because of the money factor, has been such a driving force. This is also reported yesterday that the SEC had a revenue distribution of $49.9 million per school this past year. So $50 million just being a part of the conference uh, for each and every school. And that's exceeded by more than $7 million with the big 12 distributed to its members in the same period. So think about that $50 million, right? And it's $7 million more than the big 12. The sec has 14 teams. The big 12 does not. I think you have 10 teams, right? 10 or 11 teams, but still, um, So you're talking about less schools and less money for each school, where the SEC has more schools and more money. And when you add Texas and Oklahoma, that's just going to increase even more and even more dramatically. So it looks like that it's all coming to fruition. It looks like it's all going to be happening. I know that we'll get to that point where we talk about scheduling and who Arkansas is going to play and all those things too at some point. But I will say, though, that I still hope, still hope, that Arkansas ends up getting – what like. Looks like they're not going to have divisions. So that doesn't mean that they'll do away with like the th- permanent three teams each year and then rotate all the rest. I doesn't mean that's for sure going away. But they're looking towards not doing divisions or not having pods or anything like that that they kept talking about, which I'm for. I don't think divisions need to exist A- in modern-day sports. I am so glad that basketball got rid of them because there's no point to them. And there's no point to them really in football, I don't think other than just for scheduling purposes. Because at the end of the day, when it comes to like the SEC championship game in football, like, do you want to see just the winner of the West and the East, or do you want to see the two best teams go at it? I want to see the two best teams. And if the two best teams just happen to be from a Western division, they need to play for the SEC title and vice versa. So I'm glad that they're wanting to go away from divisions. I don't like divisions. and I think they are pointless at this point. And if you just have it to where it's a conference standings, just like they do in basketball, it's just one through 16, who's got the best record, who's won the head-to-head, who has the tiebreakers, all those things. And then you just place, whether it's through the SEC championship game, whether it's through the, uh, you know, going through the automatic qualifier for the SC, uh, for the uh, college football playoff, whether it's bowl game placement, whatever it is, just use that formula. Use the standing. So it's going to be awesome, though. I'm kind of hoping that Arkansas can go to Austin in their first year. So I'm hoping because I've never been to Austin. I'd like to go to a game down there, so that would be really cool. But if it's a Norman, I'll go there too. It'll be nice just to have two new teams, especially teams you're very familiar with, but also the fact that Arkansas and Oklahoma have never played and have not played in regular season really at all. So for the sake of travel, if Arkansas plays in Norman that first year, I think it's like, what, three hours, maybe three and a half hours, maybe from Fayetteville to Norman. That's an easy trip. That's a day trip. Or, you know, if the game starts at like a, it feels like a two thirty CBS game, wake up early in the morning, drive over games over, drive back. No problems. So but I'm just glad they got it done. I'm glad they're joining in 2024 and I'm glad we can continue on to move on. And man, college football is just changing by the seconds and it's so much fun to talk about. And it'll be here before we know it. Appreciate everybody listening into Locked Lockdown Razor X podcast. Be sure to like and subscribe to the podcast on iTunes or on Google Play. You can also get after me on Twitter at Buzz John Neighbors for any questions, comments, concerns that you may have. We'll keep it going from there. Same podcast time, same podcast channel tomorrow afternoon. Have a great day, everybody. We'll see you then.